0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 21, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, here's what we've got going on. We have a couple of scenarios. One is the prevailing wisdom. The other is, I've seen this before, So we're going to talk about both sides of the tape today from a big-picture perspective. We'll drill down to the intraday stuff. We'll talk about the numbers and what was available or not available from an intraday perspective. But more importantly, we're going to start to lay out the schematic through the holiday week. This is the Thanksgiving holiday week here in the U.S. So we're going to lay out a schematic for this week and a little bit beyond, and if the schematic starts to come to life, it's going to produce a two-way trade. Let's talk a little bit about this week. We do not, and I repeat, do not have a full complement of participation. It's a holiday week. A lot of people are on vacation. So the volume remains very light. When you take a look down at the bottom of the screen, today's volume was just short of 46 million shares That's well below the average 90-day volume, or average 60-day volume, I should say, which shown at the bottom in black is 95 million-plus shares per day. So we're well below the average, and that's expected on a holiday week. We're probably going to get lighter and lighter volume all the way through Friday, but that doesn't mean the market can't make a move. Actually, the market will find it easier to make a larger move in light volume because any flood of volume on either side of the tape coming into the market will move the market bigger than a bread box. A lot of people, media, traders, blogs, YouTube videos, all kinds of stuff, a lot of people are expecting a floater this week. They're expecting a positive slash bullish Thanksgiving Day week. Now that may be true, and for the most part, the market is essentially eating time off the clock in this upper range above the breakout area and below the recent high that was just made. They're eating time off the clock. As long as they continue eating time off the clock, whether they're going up or down, as long as they stay inside of this channel above the last breakout area, roughly 390, then they're eating time off the clock and building energy to make another move to the upside. And of course, if they do that, they'll go ahead and fill the gap up here and they could possibly go higher. Not expecting much higher than that right now, but the gap certainly is on the table. We'll call it 409, 410 neighborhood for argument's sake. But wait, there's more. I said before, a lot of people are expecting the market to float up, have a bullish week, they're eating time off the clock, they're staying in the channel. That's just the time when you want to look in the other direction. Just the time when most people aren't paying attention, they tend to pull the rug out a little bit, run some tests of some numbers down in the southern direction, but here's the deal. Let's say they do that. Well, there's a couple of things going on. Let's bring out... Our 390 again. Now we know that that's really important, but can they dip inside of that, make everybody believe that the thing's falling apart? It's like a spool of thread unraveling. But if they did that, the next line of defense is down here in the vicinity of the breakup candle low. It's 385.64. That's the low. They don't have to test the low, but they can come somewhere in the ballpark of the low. Let's just say for argument's sake, they come to pay a visit, and whether it's tomorrow or the day after, whenever it is, they come to pay a visit to the 20-period moving average, give or take. That would be the last line of defense, and if it holds, and they start getting back above the former breakout area, that 390 over here, that would be a bullish signal, and we would end up with one of these. You have a move up and a pullback, another move up, and a pullback into here. Now, I'm discounting a couple of little minor pullbacks along the way, just hypothesizing the big picture. So you have a rally and a pullback. A rally and a pullback, that would set up one more rally to the upside, leading into an important time frame. That was the method to the madness. So there's an important time frame coming up shortly. Now the market can trade down into that time frame, the market can trade up into that time frame. Either way, I would be expecting a turn out of that time frame. When is that time frame? Well, let's just say they have about a week or so to make it happen. So here's the gauge. They start getting below the low of this breakup candle. All bets are off at least temporarily at minimum for other upside potential on the tape. The weekly chart. So you had a weekly breakup candle that was here with the week ending 11-11. Now they put in a sign or signal of a trend change. This is one of them. They're taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, and they did it on time. So what does that tell you? it tells you it's not going to be out of the ordinary for the market to have a pullback. If they go deep into this breakup candle towards the low, that's going to tell us one thing. However, if they have from a weekly chart perspective somewhat of a shallow pullback like this over here, maybe this week, maybe into next week, that's going to set up some kind of bullish, flaggish pullback type of pattern for that Final leg to the upside, let's just say, into the convergence of these moving averages. They fill the gap we talked about before on the daily chart. And let's bring something else back to our attention. Here's a trend line that's absolutely valid. And you can see what happens once the market gets up into that trend line. They're going to start butting up against the 50-period moving average. Maybe get up to the 100. They don't have to. That's pretty high. You have a breakdown candle high that comes in at 411.73. The moving average will slope downward next week as well. The breakdown candle high happens to coincide with, within reason, the gap fill on the daily chart in that 410.409 neighborhood. So you can see where this comes together. You have a trend line, a moving average, a gap, a breakdown candle high, all kinds of stuff depending on whether you're looking at a weekly chart or a monthly chart. So regardless of whether or not they go up, what we do know is there is a lot of overhead resistance up there. Do we see anything different or interesting, usable on the 240 chart? They're above all the moving averages. As long as they stay above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with this particular chart. It's in a bullish formation eating time off the clock, running sideways. That's the read on the 240. What's the read on the 120? Well, it's much of the same, only they're hovering under the 20-period moving average. Why can't they get above? That's interesting. That's a puzzle piece that goes on the table. Certainly, the market would be contained as long as they stay inside of this breakdown candle high, 397.81. So from here... You have a move lower, and then they're running sideways in a bearish, flaggish type of pattern. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Let's check out inside the numbers. We're going to go over the numbers. The market was very slow. It was much of a creeping market, chop shop formation type of tape. So it's not trader's paradise when that exists. You need volume to get traders interested. Buying begets buying, selling begets selling. When they just go back and forth in a very tight range in a chop shop formation, you start to lose traders along the way. They lose interest. And then you have, once again, the participation issue. That's typical on a week like this. However, we're going to do our thing and go over the stuff. Let's start with the big picture and we'll narrow it down from there. Since last Thursday and the big time joust higher, missus market Markett's been going back and forth eating time off the clock. Of note, really wasn't last Thursday, it was the Thursday before, but it was A last Thursday. In the early going, she's setting up for a gap down. This is at 0 dark 30, remember, and has been eating time off the clock in the pre-market activity since the wee hours of the morning. The bull case is back on the board above 396. The south side case looks interesting. 393.25 may serve as our early pivot. We'll see closer to the open. If below, the door begins to open for some lower stuff, even down to 390, not all at once, but that was the big picture at zero dark 30. We think better in pictures. Right at the vertical is today's activity, SPY five minute chart. 393 and a quarter is the line at the bottom of the screen. Look at that. Nice bounce. They came in for a retest, spiked it, and then rallied back up. The problem is they were creeping into it. If they did it in the candle here, that's different, but they didn't do that. They bounced away. They creeped into it. That's not my favorite type of trade, and you'll see later in the notes I did leave it as a trader's choice. Some took it. Some got paid. Good deal. Below 390 opens the door for a whole other thing, so we're not going to talk about that since they didn't do that. By the way, service announcement, we've got Thanksgiving week on our hands. This means we have an abbreviated week. Monday and Tuesday will be regular way days. Wednesday at least for me will be half a day. Thursday and Friday will be closed for business. The market will be open on Friday. I believe it's a half a day, but we'll be closed for business. Got family coming in for Thanksgiving, you know the routine. All right, let's move it along. Before the open 9:21, here's the way this one shapes up. 39475 is the early pivot by staying above The bulls are able to make a run up to around 396 and likely a spike of it. Getting below opens a door for 393.25, give or take. 394.75 is the early pivot. I've adjusted it closer to the open based on real-time data in the market. There's your pivot, 394.75. They couldn't quite get to 396, and they kept coming back to revisit the pivot. They do that a lot. Below the pivot, the door is open for 3.93 and a quarter. That's what happened. Some traders want to ride it down on the short side. Some traders want to buy 3.93. It's traders' choice in a very slow tape. I'm not interested in riding it down because the whip-out scenario on the upside is too easy for them to do. Let's move along, see what else we have. If they ran right up to 3.96.50, give or take, it's magnetic overhead resistance. They should have a reaction back down in the other direction. They didn't do that. They didn't get there. But nevertheless, that was a possible trade on the board. Moving along, 937. Here we go again. Below the pivot opens the door for 393.25, give or take. Should have a reaction back up in the other direction if reached sooner than later. I like the sooner than later part. When they creep into it, it loses interest for me. It's all about above or below the pivot at 394.75. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Since it was a slow-moving chop shop formation, I'll spare you reading the rest of the stuff. If you're interested, and you should be, read it on your own and double-check the work. Meaning, go back to the charts and see what happened after the fact. And by the way, in typical slow-day fashion, The stocks on the move, there were some on the board, but none of them got to their price objectives. I think Win came close, but it just didn't get all the way down there. All in all, it was pretty much a nothing burger, quiet Monday, holiday week, Thanksgiving day week kind of day, so there wasn't a lot to do. You take what the market gives you and you move on. But there's always learning opportunities from the market, and just because there wasn't anything to do today, Doesn't mean there's not a whopper setting up. We could get a two-way trade out of this. Beware, lazy swing traders. I've got it queued up just in case. Kind of similar to that two-step approach from last week. That was a Lollapalooza. So what's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything different that we can look at in Camp IWM? Is it telling us the same thing? Any other information that's useful? And the answer is... They're doing pretty much the same thing. The charts look rather similar. We've got an uptrend going on. So pullbacks in the midst of an uptrend are fine. It's when they break the uptrend that something different is going on. And certainly this is a larger downtrend in a short-term uptrend. When you flip over the chart and look at something else, this isn't bullish from a monthly chart perspective. This is just eating time off the clock in a bearish formation. Let's say the market does come down a little bit this week, like we talked about before. Where would the IWM find itself, and what would be going on? Well, first order of business is, if they give up this breakup candle low, that's going to be a problem for the bull case. So therefore, what would be the next objective on the way down? Where would they run a test of, and where would they likely find support at? Well, just to round things a little bit, it's somewhere in this neighborhood where they would likely find support. We'll call it 176, 177, maybe 175. Start getting below 175 by much, something different is going on, and the bears are in business. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market-leading indicator, IWM being a number one, but this is my favorite canary in the coal mine. Up day, third of a percent, 40 points. Above all the moving averages, nothing wrong with this chart. Doesn't mean they can't come down at present. Nothing wrong with this chart. Little consolidation, little run back into the 20 period moving average, maybe even the 100 isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world for the transport people. But if they stay above that 200 period moving average, then 14,007 is in the cards. Make it 14,005 up to 14,007. It's somewhat of a zone. Let's take a detour and check out crude oil. This is the January 2023 futures contract, and we've got one hell of a tail candle on our hands after testing the former lows, the most recent lows. This one in the trading parlance is called a flush out operation. On time, sign or signal of a trend change this one begins to look somewhat full stackish. Lazy swing traders already participating, was a little early on this one, but we're gonna be fine in the long run. As long as they did just put in a bottom, there's a nice rally coming. What about the Q people? What's going on over in the NASDAQ marketplace? Relative weakness today against the SPY. Spider was down around a third of a percent. The NASDAQ market, or the Qs, I should say, were down about 1%. So three times as much, led by the likes of Amazon, Tesla, Apple, they were under pressure that could be a tell of sooner than later additional pressure on the market. Reading inside the tape. This one is really the same scenario, only slightly different that we talked about before. There's your bogey, get below that and they're going to have to run down here and fill the gap. However, that's going to be an important line in the sand. You've got a convergence of moving averages right above a breakup candle low. This is going to be a big spot. Any sell-off this week should at least find support at that area at minimum from an intraday perspective. Weekly chart, again, this is a breakup candle. They could certainly push higher, but this is a pretty good downtrend working. You can see this here, even though this isn't a perfect trend line, This is good enough for me for visual and depiction purposes. Break above the trend line and they go to the 50 period moving average, likely spike it through. We'll call it 318, maybe even up to 319. Think about it like we talked about before in the SPY. And I said, they go up, they pull back. They go up, they pull back. Now, think about that conversation. That's how the market flows in waves, if you will. This one, we're going to have a different conversation. So this is a weekly chart. So they go down and they rally, they go down and they rally, they go down and they rally. Even if they're not done rallying yet, they're still going to end up going down again. That's just the way it is until the market puts in a bona fide bottom. When is that going to be? Probably in the first, let's just say, three or four months of 2023. That's what my work says. That's what the cycle work says. That's when I'm looking for a more meaningful, prolonged type of bottom from a lower price than they're at now. What about the financials up today? Anything wrong with the financials? No. If the financials are going to fall apart, the market will fall apart. But if the financials are not going to fall apart, what's the likelihood that the market is going to fall apart? It's not very likely. So let's say the financials come down a little bit into the convergence of these moving averages. Is that falling apart? No, not so much. Start getting below 34 and stay there, that's a different story. We're using 34 as a bogey. Above 34, the bull case is intact. Below 34, the spool of thread starts to unravel. What about Smash Mouth? Good proxy for the tech space, which is also a good proxy for the overall marketplace. Same routine, they're going back and forth in this range. Same scenario, if they come down a little bit and get below this low, for example, 212.75, we'll call it. It's going to open the door for the 100-period moving average and this breakup candle low, 203. They don't have to get all the way down to 203, but getting into this 100-period moving average, maybe spiking it a little bit, 205, that's going to be an interesting place if it coincides with all the other stuff we talked about in the other markets. Below the low of this breakup candle, things start to unravel. Just to reiterate, weekly chart. This is a big-time up candle on a weekly basis, sign or signal of a trend change, but doesn't mean they have to fall apart. What it means is they're done going up for a while. They can run sideways for a while, come down a little bit into this big-time breakup candle, still stay bullish, and have one more jolt to the upside into the moving averages. Why not? Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.